Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana, alongside me today, my favorite brother. Actually, my only brother, which makes you my favorite and my least favorite. Alex, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> well, as long as I'm the favorite in something, okay, I'm yeah. fine with that. You're number one, man. You're first. That's right. You're first and last. Can't beat that. The best of yeah. both worlds. That's right. No matter how you put the standings, you're always at the top. That's right. That's right. Hey, speaking of standings, right, we've got this weird Monday night because we've got two games going on. At the mm. very top of the AFC standings, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have not completed their game yet. They're winning right now. It's still early. So I'm not going to ask you about the Steelers, but how's it looking in the AFC now? What's your biggest takeaway in the AFC from yesterday? Uh, I mean, uh, it, it, I mean, it's got to be the Browns over the fucking Titans, right? I mean, I don't think – I expected the Browns to put up a fight, but I feel like they put up a whole lot more than just a fight. Like, I didn't think they would win on the road. Yeah, I didn't think that was a game that they could win on the road against a good Tennessee team. And – um they did. They, you're right. They did a hell of a lot more than put up a fight. I mean, they they took it to the Titans. I mean, they scored 38 points in the first half. Didn't do much in the second half. But I mean, when you score 38 to start to to in the first half of a football game, you're going to win a lot of those football games. So good on them. I mean, you asked me a couple of weeks ago, or we might have both asked each other, do we think the Browns are for real? And I, I'm pretty sure I said no. Like, I'm not taking them that that serious. And I don't expect them to, if they do make the playoffs, which it looks like they probably are, I don't expect them to go too far. But, uh, I mean, shit, I, they've surprised the hell out of me. So, Yeah, look, I mean, they scored 41 playing- points against a Tennessee team that's pretty good defensively. And, you know, they gave up 35 against the Titans, but the Titans are no slouch on offense, and a lot of that was uh, late in the game. So, I mean, they – if you look at it, it's a week-to-week league, right? Sometimes you just got to take things with a grain of salt. But after looking at them yesterday, boy, they sure have the look of a team that means business. Well, you know, I, I think Baker Mayfield is the one that's always criticized, but he's thrown zero interceptions in the last five, six games, and they're like five and one in those games. So he's thrown no interceptions for six straight games. I mean, that's – that's great for yeah, him, especially. I mean, it's a huge confidence booster. And look, we that's what we thought was the weak link on offense, right? In the beginning of the season, when we talked about them, we knew they had good receivers. We knew they had a good running game, a decent offensive line. The question mark was, can Baker Mayfield be consistent enough to have them win 9, 10, 11 games? And now they're sitting at 9-3 and three with four to go. You know, they're on pace for a 12-win season. That would be quite impressive. And it's a, a lot of it has really ridden on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield. So certainly a, a nice little surprise. When we were talking about standings, they rocketed up the standings, right? They are right now they're the three seed. Of course, they wouldn't be the three seed because they'd be a wild card to the Steelers at this point. Um, Who's the three seed? The Browns in terms of record, right? They wouldn't exactly be the three seed because they're not winning their division. Well, uh, 
Well, for the playoffs, they would be the fifth seed, not the third seed. Right, right. But in terms of record right now, right? Oh, 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 oh. Right? Gotcha. They would be the three seed, and, and actually they would be the two seed, right? Because if the Steelers just fell apart and lost five in a row and the and the Browns were to pass them, they would, you know, they would be the they would be the two seed behind the Chiefs, which, you know, is quite an accomplishment for a team that we barely thought would make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now there's still a lot there's still a lot of moving pieces this week, right? Because we still have the Steelers playing. We still have the Bills to play tonight and the Ravens to play tomorrow. And to me, the Ravens are really the most interesting team because they could really upset the apple cart in terms of the playoffs, right? They could they're a good enough team that they could rip off four or five straight wins and really mess things up for the teams in front of them and around them. Or they could, you know, continue to be mediocre which I kind of blame on COVID. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think my trust for the Ravens is out the window, but. I think if they get healthy, if they get healthy, they could really make a lot of noise in there. Cause again, that's another team that can run the football. Yeah. I mean, but not, now the problem is you, you kind of got a hurdle over a couple of teams, you know what I mean? And then you got the Patriots who all of a sudden, at six and six, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I would guess not at this point, but you never know, right? That's another team that may, you know, jump over the Ravens. And now you're looking at, you know, a third team they got to they gotta jump over. So I, I don't know. It's going to be tough for the Ravens, I think, man. Tennessee and Indianapolis, I think, are still going to split the spoils in the South. Um, so I think the South is pretty much done. I think it's going to be Tennessee and Indianapolis in one order or another. Uh, I think Pittsburgh obviously is going to make the playoffs. Kansas City is obviously going to make the playoffs. And then it does come to and the Bills will probably – look, if the Bills lose tonight, they're in a tie with Miami. So Miami is no slouch at eight and four. So it's going to be tough for the Patriots to get into a playoff spot. They're two games behind in their own division. Um, it's 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 really looking like, you know, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, the Chiefs, the Bills in Miami, Tennessee and Indianapolis, and then you've got a whole bunch of teams fighting for that last spot, which right now sits at seven and five with the Raiders. Oh wait, no wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The Raiders are on the outside looking in at seven and right. five. So yep. it's it's gonna be it's looking tough. It's looking tough for, for those teams. The Raiders, man, they they pulled one out yesterday. One that they pretty much deserve to lose. No, the, the, the Jets deserve to lose. I mean, the play call at the end of the game is, I mean, they sent an all-out blitz, bro. I mean, they, oh, put, yeah. they stuffed seven in the box on the very last play. That's why... Greg Williams got fired today. Today was his Black Monday, the defensive coordinator. So right. that was, I mean, I, I mean, Tank for Lawrence is real in uh, New York Jets land because that was done to a T, bro. That was a horrible play call. And look, I like the Raiders to 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 make that wild card spot. Yesterday was was a big help for them. It's a win. They're missing Josh Jacobs. I think. If they can get him back, I mean, he's a really important piece to that to that Raiders team, and and 
David Derek Carr is 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 playing decent football. So um, they still, I mean, they're gonna have to, you know, hope for a couple, you know, Miami and Indianapolis losses here so they can sneak in. Yeah, unless they play one another. It's looking dicey for them. Uh, they somehow have to find a way to get ahead of those teams in front of them. And quite frankly, well, the, way, the way the Raiders have looked over the last couple of weeks, they don't look like a team that's good enough to make the playoffs at this point. The Raiders play the Colts, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Destiny is in their hands. So uh, I think we're about to see what, what – I keep forgetting that Derek Carr is is made out of and and the rest of that team. So I um I think they're going to make a good push here for that that last uh, wild card spot. Here, here's the problem, and, and this is this is the rough part for them. They've got to go to Indianapolis. Now, granted, it's not going to be a noon game. It's going to be a, a a late game. Um, but again, it's no. No, they got three straight at home, bro. They play Colts, Chargers, yeah, Dolphins right. at home. I'm I'm sorry, that's right. They are at home, so yeah, that that really goes in their favor. But I just think I feel like, and I I could be wrong, but the Raiders really feel like a team who has run out of gas. It's been a little bit of the injury bug, but it's also it seems like it's a team that just the travel has been rough. I mean, they've had to go to the East Coast quite a bit this year. And it just does not feel like they've got anything left. That Jets game shouldn't have been that close. Obviously, the Jets are by far the worst team in the league. And somehow, you know, they 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 managed to squeak out a win. But they they look like they're running on fumes at this point. And maybe three at home is going to help them. But I don't I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think the Ravens have a better chance of jumping into the fray than um, than the Raiders, provided the Ravens are healthy. That's the issue with them. That would be something if it, if the Browns kind of you know lost a few games here at towards the end, and it came down to the last playoff uh, wild card spot, and the Browns and the Raiders are tied. Guess who has the tiebreaker? The Raiders. <laughs> they won the head to head. Earlier this season, that's right. Well, let's see. The Brown, who do the Browns have left? The Browns have the Ravens on a short week, right? Because they're playing on Tuesday. So it's a little bit shorter than the usual Monday night game. Then they have to go to play the Giants, which, you know, a few weeks ago we would have thought that was easy. But the Giants are playing tough, tough, tough football. They're not going to blow anyone out, but they're not going to get blown out either. They're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be in it. Um, then they got to go play the Jets, and the Jets by that point surely will have quit. And then they play the Steelers the what last week of the season, which could be a situation where the Steelers are resting people. Um, so that could be very interesting. The Browns I think have a pretty favorable uh, schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah, man, anything could happen. Um, we shall see. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Who else over in the the Bengals lost again? Miami's doing what they're supposed to do. They're beating the crappy teams that that, that get put in front of them, and that's what's got them to eight. Miami, Miami's a good team, bro. That that defense is legit, man. I mean, 
we saw what they did to the Rams, who are no slouch. Um, the Rams aren't exactly an offensive juggernaut. Let's see what they. Let's see what they got before we get all excited about the Miami defense. Yeah, they shut down the Jets and they shut down the Rams and now they shut down the Bengals. Let's see what happens next week when they have to play the Chiefs. Boy, that that sounds a lot like the Pittsburgh Steelers to me. But okay. No. The Steelers are undefeated. <laughs> it's the same shit. It's the no, same the Steelers, thing. The Steelers are undefeated. There's a difference between being eight and four and being undefeated. It's undefeated. the same thing, bro. It takes a, it takes a little something special to go undefeated. You got something. You got something special going on when you're undefeated at eleven and zero. This is an eight and four Miami team. No, I understand, but I'm saying we could. I mean, it's it's you're making the same argument as I made for the Steelers, who have played not so good teams. You know what I mean? That's all. That's all I was saying. I'm just saying that the Dolphins' defense is 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 fucking good. Like their turnover differential is phenomenal. Like it's it's a good defense. It is good. I mean, we can sit here and say, well, they haven't played anybody, but well, they haven't you know. played any offensive power, right? Other than look, other than the Bills and the Seahawks and the Cardinals, oh, that's three games. All of those teams scored a lot of points against them. They just scored a little bit more. In one case, they lost. But so, you know, they've given up points to the teams that they play that have good offenses. Sure, they've only given up 10 points in the last two weeks, but that's to the Jets and the Bengals. And the Bengals, without Burrow, I mean, the Bengals were not great to begin with. Highly compromised now. That offensive oh, yeah, line. Yeah, I know. But, well, okay. But, I mean, look. All I'm saying is I think the Dolphins, you heard it here. You've been hearing it. The Dolphins' defense is, uh, is is a legit one, I think. I think it's good. They give up a lot of points, but their defense, you know, causes a lot of turnovers. And, you know, at this point of the season, going into the playoffs, you want a strong defense, man. Just like the Steelers. The Steelers have a tough defense. You know, they cause a lot of turnovers, but, you know. So... Who and two is not turning the ball over too, so that helps. That's a that yeah. He he's been impressive for a rookie. He has. He really has. And especially because we really didn't know what we were gonna get after his big hip injury. He's been he's been very good. Um, so we got something interesting going on in the AFC. He's thrown no interceptions this season. That's a, that's amazing. Wow, that's impressive. That's it. For a rookie quarterback. But are we going to discredit him because he played against the Bengals, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Jets? A little bit. I mean, that's impressive yeah. for a rookie. Hey, so, I mean, hey, he's a rookie. Uh, so, so that's pretty got, good. We got, a couple, we got a couple of O's out there. The Steelers at 11-0, the Jets at 0-12. Whose O goes first? Uh, do the Jets win a game before the Steelers lose a game, or do the Steelers lose a game before the Jets win a game? I think neither happens. Really, you think that you think the Steelers are going to go sixteen and zero? Yeah, they're going to go zero and sixteen. The the Jets will go defeated, and the Steelers will go undefeated. <laughs> yeah, I you know 
I think it's really hard to go 16 and 0. Like I think it's harder to go 16 and 0 than it is to go 0 and 16. But I feel and and I feel more con- I, like I feel more confident that the Jets are going to go 0 and 16. The Jets just I mean it's I mean well it, it almost makes me feel like they're just trying to lose at this. Like they really want that number 1 pick and they know that the Jaguars have one win. So I almost don't know if I, – I think they're trying to lose. I don't think they have any intentions of winning. And that game yesterday, that final play, that defense that was drawn up, that play call, uh, that, I mean, that fucking says a lot, man. I mean there's – only, There's only three teams that have a minus – a differential of minus 100 or lower or greater, however you want to look at it. You've got the Jaguars at minus 101, the Cowboys at minus 108, and the Jets at minus 173. Jeez. The Jets are the only team in the league to not have scored 200 points yet this season. That's not surprising. Man, it, it, is, it is painful. Painful to watch Jets football. It's been a while since since they've been entertaining. Yeah, I don't think they've been entertaining since uh, the butt fumble. Yeah. So I guess the the AFC pretty much. I mean, it feels locked up, doesn't it? It 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 does. I mean, I, I think you may see maybe the Colts fall back a little bit. Maybe even Miami. Who knows? You may see the Raiders and Ravens sneak, sneak in there. Heck, even the Patriots may even sneak in there. But other than that, I don't Out of know. the three teams on the outside looking in, the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Patriots, who's most who's more most likely to jump in? You think? Well, I think the Raiders because they they're a game up right now or half a game up. I just think I I, I just don't. I, I don't trust the Ravens. Like, I don't trust Lamar Jackson, so. Yeah, the, the, the COVID thing has really hit them hard. And I don't know if they're at that point now where it's made its way through the the locker room and now they can just kind of move on and, and, and be themselves, so to speak. If they can be themselves, yeah, I think they have a real shot. Yeah, but, I mean, the COVID thing hit, hit – the Steelers too, you know, they had to adjust and on, on their schedule wise, right? I know the team didn't have an outbreak or anything like that. The Raiders were hit also with, with, with COVID and right, they weren't following rules or whatever. So I just think defenses have figured out uh, you know, Lamar Jackson and and you know, it's just they 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 game plan a little better now for him. So Yeah. Uh, All right, let's move on to the NFC. Uh, The NFC. There's less teams. There's less teams in the hunt. I I really like what I see at the top of the NFC. Because I feel like we're we're on a collision course to see the Saints and the Packers, uh, which I think would be a doozy. The, the only other team I want to see in the NFC Championship game is Seattle. But, you know, aside from being a fan. But I think as far as good football games, I think those three teams 
will generate the best football games. And I'd be, I'd be down to watch right now any combination of those three teams in an NFC championship game. Are the Saints for real? 10-2. and two. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I think they have the most complete team in the NFC. And they're not far behind, you know, they would be maybe two or three in all of the NFL. But in the NFC, I think they're the most complete team. And they've done it. They got a 10-2 and two record with Drew Brees being out a few games. Michael Thomas only have played six games, I think. He just got back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that – I mean, and look, people can say whatever they want about this guy, but Taysom Hill is like an X factor. I mean, the, the fucking guy does it all. and. It's something that defenses have to game plan for. So, and they got Sean Payton, who has the fucking most open playbook on earth. They have a legit defense. I mean, it's um, it's not a bad team. Yeah, no, it's a, it, they're a good football team. Uh, and I and I I I don't know that I agree that they're the most complete team, but pretty darn close. In the uh, NFC, in the NFC, you don't think so? Well, the Packers look really good, and, and the Packers are kind of – they're starting to heat up, uh, which makes me makes me think that they might be – and, you know, I, talk of Aaron Rodgers' demise have been greatly exaggerated, mostly by me. <laughs> Especially on this podcast. Yeah, mostly by me. In fact, entirely by me. No one else has said that but me. But, hey, no one else said the Vikings would be in a playoff spot but me. So I'm 50-50 right now. It all evens out. Yeah, the uh, the Vikings, you know, not looking crazy impressive, but they're starting to pick up wins. They're starting to pick up steam. And now they've moved into that sixth, uh, that, that very last seventh playoff spot. Um, they're tied with Arizona. It's, you know, it, it's by percentage points difference based on common games which obviously that could change as we go along. Uh, that could actually flip. Uh, so, you know, they need to win football games to make sure they get in. But Well, I hope, I hope the Vikings make it so we can say that you were right. Yeah, I like that. Because I, like I, bet, I bet not a lot of people were thinking the Vikings, you know, three weeks ago maybe, four weeks ago, a month, were, were making the playoffs. I wish I had a bet on it. That would have uh, yeah, that would have been nice. It would have been good plus money right there. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure, but uh, hold on back back to the Saints though. You think you think the Packers are more complete than the Saints? I think it's pretty close. Man, huh? And yes. and and here's the I don't, I don't I don't I don't view the Packers defense as good as the Saints, and I think that's where the the Saints to me have the edge. It's close, it's close. And here's and here's the other thing. And of course, if the Saints stay at the one seed, right, they're going to play at home. But who do you give a better chance to win on the road? The Packers at New Orleans or New Orleans at Green Bay? Well, yeah, I mean, the Packers at New Orleans probably. But, I mean, I don't know, man. So that, I, See, I, I'm at a point where I throw all that stuff out the window because – it's just it's the NFL. I, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, you're right though. I I would I would if I had to pick, I would say the Packers would win on the road before the Saints do. 
in this in January. But I mean, the Saints are fucking good, and yeah, no, I agree with you there. You know, I think I think they can defeat the elements. So, look, if if there's a difference, it's not a big difference. I'm not by no means am I saying the Packers would absolutely whitewash the Saints or vice versa. I think it would be really close and uh, and quite interesting. Um, then you move out to the NFC West. Uh, well, ho- staying with the South, you got the Saints at 10 and 2, the Buccaneers at 7 and 5. I think it's pretty safe to say the Saints are going to win that division. Now it's just a matter of can they hold on to the one seed over the Packers and the Rams and, and Seahawks. Um, and then you look, and there's really no one else in that division. I mean, you got the Falcons at four and eight, the Panthers at four and eight. You know, you're not you're not going to get any real run from them. Saints uh, should hold on to that number one seed at Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers. They could so, go two and two there. Huh? They could go two and two. Yeah, they good. They could. I I see three and one. I I think they should beat. I mean, I don't know. That Vikings game could go either way. I mean, it, that's in New Orleans, so yeah. I don't know, man. The Packers the Chiefs only put up 19 points yesterday. I mean, the Packers have it a little bit easier. They've got to go the Lions, Panthers, Titans at home, and the Bears. So they've got it a little bit easier, but not much. I mean, yeah, I, their their path to a three and one looks a little bit easier than the Saints, but the Saints have a game; they're, they're a game up, right? So they've got they've got the advantage going forward. Now, remember the tiebreaker. Remember the tiebreaker. The Packers get it, so really they're right. only half a game up. Right. Right. So that's that's pretty good. And then staying in the uh, <clears throat> staying in the Central, you've got the uh, the Vikings. Which we already talked about, and then the, the North, same, the North. I'm sorry, the same baseball, bro. What did I say? The Central, you said the Central. <laughs> Oops, you got the Vikings at six and six, the Bears five and seven, the Lions five and seven. I mean, technically, those two teams behind them are still in the hunt, but the Bears, the Bears look done. They look, yeah, done. They're, they're done, bro. I mean, they're not in the hunt, man. Let's 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 keep it, they're not in the hunt, man. They're, they're done. They're only in the hunt mathematically at this point. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're, they're done. They just, I mean, they got they got issues. They got quarterback issues. The Bears do. The Lions just fired their coach. I mean, they're they're done. Um, you know, I, I think I think I think and, the 49ers can make a case. They're they're getting a lot of uh, their players back for this this little push, and you know. Hey, before before we go anywhere else. Let's just yeah, – just a curiosity of your opinion. What do you think about firing a coach in the middle of the season the way um, the way the Falcons and the uh, Lions have? Uh, I mean, that's fine. I don't, I don't, nothing wrong with that. Why wait? Why, why wait for the inevitable? You know what I'm saying? Like, might as, might as well see what whoever the interim coaches, head coaches, and see what you can build. You don't want to wait too late either, right? Like week 14 or 15. So right now is is a good time to do it. 
Yeah, I just, I, I guess if you have an interim coach that you think you might want to make the head coach, then I think it's a good move. Otherwise, I think it's just disruption for the sake of disruption. And then it's, it, in my opinion, the guys on the team kind of, you know, wave the white flag. And then you wonder, it makes it harder to evaluate those players, right? Because that, ultimately, whether you get rid of the coach or not, you also have a personnel issue. And if everyone's just kind of mailing it in at this point, it gets a little bit harder to evaluate those guys. That's just oh, the Lions fired Matt Patricia and they won yesterday. So, I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. I, I don't find nothing wrong. I mean, the guy from the Falcons, Raheem Morris, I think, he's – the team is playing competitive. Like, they're not getting blown out, right? Like, they beat the Raiders last week. They stayed in the game yesterday with the Saints. So, I mean, you got to find out what you got because through 10 games, if you're 0-10, 2-8, you already know what you got. You got a losing record. You got a dysfunctional team. You got disruptions in the locker room and all that stuff. Might as well – you already know You already know that part. Might as well change it up a little bit and see what you got in this new guy. Which kind of, and, and that's what I'm saying. In Atlanta's case, I think it was a good idea. They had a guy that they're still kind of iffy about so they give him the interim tag for six weeks, and let's see what he does, right? I don't know who the who the Lions have on an interim basis, but if it's just the the DC or the OC that's probably not going to get the job anyway, or it's some guy who's already had NFL jobs, you already know what you got, you know? So that's where I think it gets a little more difficult to evaluate the talent that you have on the team. Speaking of which, you know, you, man, I sure hope the Jets are conducting some interviews and making some phone calls because Adam Gase is – he's not the guy. He's not the guy. I mean, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. With that guy, there's no need to wait till Black Monday. Yeah, I don't know what the Jets are going to do. I mean, they may fuck around and keep him, to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised. It's the Jets. They don't have a very functional front office. So that's a good don't point. be shocked if, if, they, if they decide to keep him. Uh, moving along, in the NFC West, you know, San Francisco, you're right. They're getting players back. They're, they're kind of feeling like they're coming back and, and, and coming together. Are the Cardinals done? Hmm. I don't know, bro. I mean, they might be. They might be. Everyone in that division is two and two in the division. The Rams and the Seahawks sit at the top at eight and four. And you got Arizona at six and six. The, the Niners with a win tonight would be at six and six as well. And it just more and more, it just feels to me like, you know, the the Cardinals are, are running out of steam as well. I mean, look. Played well here recently. I mean, look, they've lost three in a row. Now they go to New York and play the Giants. Then they play the Eagles, which they could win. I mean, they could win the Giants game too. And they play the 49ers and the Rams again. That's not a, an exactly, you know, easy schedule. Con, you know, considering, you know, what, based off what we just talked about, the 49ers getting their players back in those inner division games, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, uh, I mean, it's not looking pretty. 
No, and so that team defensively is is hurting. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's go to our favorite division. Look, the Giants pulled off a, a nice win yesterday, a tough football game, and that this is the way they're going to play. They're going to play tough football games, and if they can keep the score down, they've got a chance, right? They're five and seven. One more win, and they win the division, in my opinion. That's all it. I, I've been saying for months, six wins is going to get you this division. I don't see why I'm wrong now. It all depends. I mean, you still got, you know, Washington and Dallas to worry about because Dallas would hold the tie. But I mean, if they're, if the Giants are up one game heading into week 17 and Dallas beats them, right? If they're one up on, on Dallas for whatever reason and, and Dallas beats them, then Dallas wins the division. So it's not all sewed up yet, man. The job's not done. In Giants land. No, I mean, when you have so few wins to, to play with, so to speak, yeah, the job's never done. But, man, it sure feels like it, as weird as this sounds, at five and seven, it feels like they're pulling away from the rest of that division because Washington is, looks terrible. The Eagles look a complete mess. And the Cowboys, well, they've been looking like a mess for a while. I'm not going to credit the rest of the division for being bad, why it may look like we're pulling away. The Giants are a good team right now. Right now, they are playing very good football. And against the spread, they eight, they're they 8-5. and five. So if that doesn't tell you that they're in games, okay, then and, – and, I mean, they just played – look, they fucking knocked Russell Wilson on his ass yesterday. I mean, 10 quarterback hits, five sacks. I mean, we, we, you know, and, and Metcalf and Lockett only combined for like 140 yards receiving. So, you know, the Giants yeah. are playing solid team ball. I think I they're playing think, a lot better than the other teams in the division, in my opinion. I think there's a difference. There's a small difference between being a tough football team that wins football games and being a good football team that wins football games. I think the Giants are winning games on toughness. They are going to play you every, for every last inch, every last down. They, they are a really hard-nosed team. In that regard, I think Judge has done a great job with that team. But they're still not a good football team. And they're not going to get blown out. They're not going to get their doors blown off by anyone. They're going to be in it. Because that's the way he's coached them. He's coached them up to play hard. We got a chance. We're going to stay close. We're going to get to the fourth quarter of football games. And, you know, things are going to swing our way sometimes. And that's what that's that's a brand of football that he's building there. I love it. I think it's great for the team, especially going forward. When you think about the fact that yesterday they did it without Daniel Jones. Uh, obviously, Barkley's been out uh, for a majority of the season. Those guys on the team healthy, you know, and, and that toughness, you could have something special brewing in New York. Um, and then on the flip side, huh? No, go ahead. And then on the flip side, what's not so special is what's going on in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean. That's great, bro. <laughs> that's a, that, is a, that is a mess. And I feel, you know, a part of me feels. I'm happy for one. 
I feel bad for Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than he's shown this season. And to be fair, I don't think the personnel around him has helped him a whole lot. He doesn't have any receivers to throw the ball to. The offensive line is getting more and more suspect every week. It's just, it's tough. It's tough. And he's got a, a young, big name behind him that people want to see what he can do. And so, you know, and, and Peterson caved to it yesterday. And in my opinion, Peterson is trying to save his job by putting Jalen Hurts in there. Because what he's saying is, hey, give me a chance. I have a guy that I know can do the job. I just got to get him some reps. And I, But I don't think that's the case. I think you can win with Carson Wentz. But Jalen Hurts is going to have the same problem. He's going to be running for his life behind that line with no one to throw the ball to. Yeah, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing in Philadelphia uh, just because I hate the Eagles. But, I mean, Doug Peterson should be fired right now. I wouldn't even wait. I think he doesn't know. I think he's afraid to pull the trigger because he's afraid of the backlash. And if you can't handle that in Philly, then you don't deserve to be a coach of a Philadelphia sports team because the media and the fans are going to fucking eat you up. So he should be fired right now. That's just my opinion. And, and once I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback, he does make some he has made some poor decisions this this season, but he doesn't have a lot to work with, you know. I mean, this is a guy who was going to fucking win the MVP in 2017. He was going to win it. Um, so, you know, I think it's a little unfortunate for him. So the Eagles need to get rid of Peterson quick because yeah. they're on the hook for, for Wentz. That contract is big. Nobody's going to want to take that contract. So you might as well – yeah, it's gonna start ha- finding start finding a new coach right now and see if whoever you know is gonna fill in or would fill in is is the right person for you know going there's, forward. There's but yeah, personnel of, issue is 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 big too. The personnel issue is huge in, in Philly, and uh, and you're right, you can't get rid of Wentz because that's a lot of dead money. It would be a cap killer to get rid of him. So, but you know, maybe maybe maybe. I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Maybe Peterson is not that type of coach to, you know, to to motivate these guys. You know, maybe these guys are better. Maybe, you know, it's it's a lot about scheming. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to prepare and adjust in game. Like I've watched all the Giants games for years, and I've seen Pat Shermer coach a game. I've seen Ben McAdoo coach a game, and now I'm watching Joe Judge coach a game, and the difference is, you know, in-game adjustments and having your players in the right position. And Peterson may not be doing that. Maybe another coach will. So maybe these players are not that bad, right? Because we all – because, look, every nobody thought that any of these players on the Giants are any good. But why are they – because the coaches are putting them in positions, right, are figuring out their strengths, you know, and, and putting them – in, in position to to make plays, and maybe that's what Peterson doesn't do. I don't know. I don't follow the Eagles like that, but I'm you know I'm just going off what you but know I see with the Giants. Here's the difference, Alex. We have seen Peterson do it right. We have right because he took him to a Super Bowl. Bro, he had to score 41 points to win that Super Bowl. He didn't, you know, it, this was just going toe to toe. Any team can air the ball out. That's easy to do. 
It's about adjusting in game. So he wasn't adjusting in game. He was just going toe to toe. That's all that was. Right. But again, he can coach when he has some more talent. So to me, where the real failing is for Peterson, and I'm not saying he's a great in game coach, but I don't think he's terrible. But the the talent evaluation process in Philly has has messed up. Somewhere, it's, someone has dropped the ball on evaluating talent. What do we have? Because the receiver issue in Philadelphia has been, I mean, we've known about the receiver issue in Philadelphia for years, right? It, we're, we're, it's been a solid three seasons that we've been like, they need receivers. And it's still not addressed, right? And the yeah. offensive line is deteriorating. It's been deteriorating, and it's just getting worse. So, you know, and I don't, again, if that's his responsibility, then absolutely, 100%, he should get fired. Uh, if it's not his responsibility, then maybe someone else needs to get fired. But yeah, he's to me, he's real close to getting fired because there's just, there's just, it, it's woeful at this point. And he's starting, I think he's starting to lose the locker room. And once you do that, oh, he's, bro, he's lost the locker room already. He's not beginning to. It's done. It's done. It's done. Once, once, once the media starts asking the head coach about quarterback change and you don't give a firm answer, you lost the locker room because you lost the quarterback and the players are going to back the quarterback, not the coach. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, boy. What else you got from yesterday? Uh, shit. Um, Let me see. Let me look through the scoreboard here real quick. You see, Washington is pulling close to to the Steelers there, 14-10. Yeah, Washington. You know, we need, I, you, know, you know what the NFL should do? The NFL could totally move away from these Thursday night games and give us two Monday night football games. Because here's the thing. I'd be okay with that. Here's the thing, with COVID and people working from home, you're still going to get people to watch the games right. on Mondays, right? So, and the product on Thursday is just not that good. Yeah. It's just not. The Jets. We haven't had a lot of Monday night games, two Monday night games, but, I mean, I think it's worth a shot for one season at least. Well, here's the thing. The last few years, they've been doing the two Monday night games on the first on the first weekend of the season. Right. It's done gangbusters, right? It's done great ratings. So they've already gotten a test run and seen that it works. So why they don't just go to it? And the Thursday night game has not done well, other than Thanksgiving Day, right? The Thursday night game has not done well. Now, part of that is scheduling, right? They haven't put the good teams on Thursday night. But look. If you're just trying to get some primetime slots so that the Jets and the Jaguars and, and, and you know, and the Panthers can, can get on primetime and you can say we put all 32 teams on primetime, then I guess, yeah, keep the Thursday night game. But I don't think anyone's going to lose any sleep if we don't see the Jets on primetime this year. Right. Yeah. Either that or give us a Tuesday game. The Tuesday game I don't like. To me, the Tuesday something game is something else on TV. To me, the Tuesday game is going to be like the Thursday night game. So I, I don't like it. 
Yeah. Plus, then you really, you really, you're really shortening up the week for those guys if they have to play again on Sunday. Right. The road yeah, team, the road team on a Tuesday night game. Oof, that's rough. Because then you basically lose Wednesday. You got Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday to travel for the Sunday games. That, that'd be tough. I think all the games I, on Sunday and Monday have two on Monday night. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be down for that, definitely. Uh, what else you got? The 49ers are favorite tonight. I don't understand how. I know they're playing on a neutral field, but I don't understand how they're favorites. I think Vegas. I think Vegas is begging for the public to take the points and the bills. Right? Got to be. Yes and no. I mean, part of me thinks that Vegas and really, I think the media in general is just not really sold on the Bills yet. Like they're eight and three, and they they, they look they were good last year. They they. We should give them more respect. But so I, the Niners should be favorite? But I, I, again, I'm not saying they should be favorite, but it feels like the Bills are just kind of not respected yet as a good football team. We still think of them, I think in general, they still think of that division as the Patriots and everyone else. I don't think so. No, not at this point. No, not like right now, currently this season, there's no way people think that. There's no way people think that. There's no way, there, there's no way people like you and me who watch tons of football think that. But to the casual fan, I think they still think NFC, AFC East, oh, yeah, that's the Patriots. Like the Bills are yeah, – but that's got nothing to do with – yeah, but that's got nothing to do with the Vegas spread is what I'm saying. Absolutely I mean, it I, does. Absolutely it does. What moves the Vegas no. spread? Money. That's what moves nah. the spread, right? It's money. Yeah, and yeah, I understand that, money, but I mean the money just does not come in for the Bills because they're not a marquee name yet. Nah, I don't know about that. There's something there. That's just my that's just my gut feeling. I don't know if that's true or not, but it just does not feel like the you know, the hardcore football fan knows that the Bills are a good football team. So you don't. So you think more casuals are betting on games than? Oh, I think there's a lot of casuals betting on games. But they're not. But those casuals are not are not moving the line, bro. They're not big time betters. Yeah, but the sharp money comes in after the casuals. So watch that line move a little bit more towards the Bills. Man, I don't know. That's crazy. That is is crazy. Here's the other thing that I think people are kind of thinking. The Bills have to go back across country again. The cross country thing, I think, is a big deal to some people. They're only going to Arizona. They're not going all the way to San Fran. That's a cr- It's just as far. It's not all the way to Santa Clara. It's just to Arizona. But it's just as far. The Raiders defeated that theory yesterday, bro. I don't want to hear that shit again. And 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 the New York Giants, the New York Giants defeated that theory also yesterday. Easy with the Raiders. They played the Jets. They played a high school team. What about the Giants? I mean, we we Alex, you're being you're being obstinate here. I'm I'm just saying you're not listening. I'm not saying it's absolute. 
I'm saying that's part of what factors in the betting money. The I mean, yeah, is, but I mean, I think people I look know. at it. I think people it's look at good. it. And they go, uh, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on. I'm not completely sold on this team. They got to go across country. Could the Bills win by by ten tonight? Absolutely, it could happen. Anything could happen, right? We 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 always say that, but I think there's a little bit of that reservation with them. Part of it, I think, is the lack of popularity. The Bills are just not popular, and you know, you add in the cross country thing. You know, people just kind of. I think people are not. Even now, I think people are not yet caught on to just how good that Buffalo team is. You caught on early. That's why you think it's silly. You caught on before – you caught on even before a lot of experts did because last year they talked about them. But even if I didn't catch on early, an 8-3 and three record and what the Buffalo Bills have done is more impressive than a 5-6 and six record and what kind of season the 49ers have done, that's what I'm saying. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But I actually think the Niners are going to win tonight. I think they're going to win the football game. Yeah, Vegas is telling me that, but I, I, I don't see it. Like, on paper, I don't see it. I don't know. Could happen. Never know. We can, we can save ourselves the big and put a little wager on it. I already, uh, I'm, I already absorbed all my wager money on uh, Big Ben today. I will, uh, I'll give you one and a half. I'll give you the one and a half. I mean, the Bills, the Bills will, I don't, I don't think it's going to be close, bro. I'll give you the one and a half, and I will bet my entire bankroll on it against you. All $2. <laughs> it was a catch. <laughs> I will bet both of my dollars that San Francisco wins and covers. <laughs> Yeah, watch, I don't know. watch me lose my two shekels by the hook. I know, right? The hook is a killer, man. The hook is a killer. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no, man. I'm just hoping Big Ben doesn't, you know, doesn't hit two hundred over two hundred and seventy-six yards, and I'll be good. Uh, I'll be a happy. Uh, I'll be a look. It's a great time to be a Giants fan. The Giants won yesterday. The Redskins are losing. Dallas may probably lose tomorrow. Great three days. What what's the number? Two seventy six and a half. And you went under. Yeah. He's at two hundred. I know. I was hoping that they would like start blowing them out so they start running the ball more, but that hasn't happened. No, it has not. And Washington has the ball right now. Washington has a good defense, bro. I've been, yeah. I've been telling you, man. I've been telling you. That's a good team. Look at Alex Smith, 21 of 31 for 199 yards. What a great story. What a great, great story. Who do you give Comeback Player of the Year award to, Big Alex Ben or Smith. Alex Smith? Alex Smith. Over Big Ben? Oh, yeah. I mean, Big yeah, Ben. Yeah, I do too. I don't – Alex Smith is what? This is the third game back? No, he's already – I think he's got like four maybe. Four games plus another uh, – Four, right? Another four games, right? Because it, so he will have played half the season. That's enough for me to give him comeback player of the year. Hold on. I mean, that's the fuck. Hold on. That story with that guy is incredible. 
Dude, what the hell? Hello? Yeah. Okay. It's his fifth game back. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, his numbers are not impressive, but... I don't care. He almost lost his leg. Oh, yeah, I know. It's pretty... I mean, that is, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah. That is impressive. Look, he's... His numbers are not crazy impressive, but they're not bad. He's completing 69% of his passes. Touchdown to interception ratio is not good, right? Three to five. That's horrible. Huh? That's horrible. Yeah, but he almost lost it's his no, leg. Yeah, but it's, it's not good. That that part is not good, bro. That's all. I mean, he almost lost his leg. No, yeah, yeah, I understand. No, I, I I agree. I think he should definitely win uh, comeback player of the year, especially if he finishes the season. You yeah, know if what he saying? finishes out the season, I think he wins it. The comeback player of the year for me, it like. If you're going to – for MVP, I feel like you got to play all the games or, you know, 15 out of 16, right? Right. But even that, I think you got to play all the games, right? Because that's MVP. But for a comeback player of the year, it's how hard was your comeback, right? It's like I feel like the story is is part of it, right? Right. Uh, whereas with, with MVP, it's just, you know, give me as much as much numbers as possible. Give me as many – touchdowns as possible, give me as little, you know, as much yards as possible, et cetera, et cetera. Really just an incredible story. I mean. It, it has been, really. It is insane. I mean, the, the story by itself is absolutely incredible. Yeah, what a, and what a great story. What a great story. All, All right, right, man, you ready to wrap it up? I think so. I'm hungry. I need to go get some food. Let's do it. As always, folks, if you want to reach out to the show and let us know your thoughts on week 13 of the NFL or anything else sports related, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of my brother, Alex, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well at emontana21. Make sure you catch our podcast on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Subscribe, like, comment. You know, we'll take whatever interaction you're willing to give us. We enjoy it. As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.